You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. In this episode, we talk with Dean Kindig of drafttech.com and also the lead draft writer for uh, buffalofanbase.com which is the Bills Mafia's official website. We talk with him about everything draft prospect wise. Um, I talk with him about some positions that the Bills could potentially go after in the first round, second round, third round, um, some of the needs on the team. He's going to talk a lot about players that he likes and uh, where they fit in the Bills scheme, you know, the tendencies of Brandon Bean and the Bills front office and what they like to draft based on uh, where they've drafted before, the players that they've drafted before. And Dean is just, he's just extremely knowledgeable uh, about all of these items. Um, He's retired now, so he spends a lot of time And this is his hobby, and he spends a lot of time doing this. And one of the things that sets him apart from almost every other draft analyst, besides the fact that he's Bill-centric, is that he tracks where the Bill's front office and scouting staff is going to watch games. I mean, he has a whole list of ways that he keeps track of all this information. He goes into some of it. He doesn't give all of it away, but he does kind of give you an idea of... Uh, of this, uh, of who the Bills are looking at, who they might be interested in. And he has this really cool thing called a war chart, which he's going to go into. And it's free for anyone to take a look at. It's like a Google Sheets uh, doc, like an Excel spreadsheet, basically, for Google. And uh, it's got some really cool info, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So without further ado, Dean Kindig from Draft Tech and BuffaloFanBase.com. He is the editor-in-chief at DraftTech.com, the Bills analyst over there at DraftTech.com, and he is the lead draft writer at BuffaloFanBase.com, the official Bills Mafia site, and the winner of our signed Devin Singletary jersey from Twitter last year. I'd like to welcome Dean Kindig to the podcast. Dean, it is so good to finally talk to you. How are you? 
Oh, I'm I'm delighted to be here. We just had our uh, shots today, so we're we're all ready to go, and and our sore armitis will be gone tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. That's great to hear. So, uh, first things first. Um, you know th- this draft in general. It's it's funny. I was I was talking about it on Twitter today how it's different than other drafts that we've been in where we weren't that good of a team where we had like a top ten pick because I know it was it was so easy to just look at like you know ten your top ten uh, favorite prospects at any position and you could even eliminate some of those because quarterbacks were always taken before the Bills. So it's a little bit different than most years because the Bills have the 30th pick. They didn't even have a pick last year in the first round because of the trade for Stephon Diggs. They have a pick. It's it's number 30. A ton of things can happen in the first round. So, I mean, even from there, is this is this the most you feel like you've had to do research in the past or, or does the, does the research and, and all the work that you put into, you know, all of, all of the, the writing and the work chart that we're going to talk about later. Does that, does that stay the same no matter what? Well, I, I still like to dive deep and find out a little bit more about the different players just because it's my hobby. And, um, and being retired does have its advantages, and and certainly um, being isolated at home has its advantages. So we've yeah we've gone deep this year. <laughs> you you mentioned to me you know before the podcast that you're you know a former educator, um, which is great because I, you're going to have to educate me on the draft because I've been doing mock drafts and stuff like this, but I have not dove into like the prospects to the level that you have at all. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So uh, first things first. Um, you know, in general, in your opinion, in this draft in 2021, what positions does it, cause each year, everything's different. Some, some drafts are deeper at, you know, quarterback or running back or offensive tackle. What is this position or what positions is this draft deep in and what positions is this draft really thin at? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Well, it's, it's deep again at wide receiver. It's deep again, uh, in the uh, the offensive line positions, more tackle than than guard, and more guard than center, um, and then the uh, positions that are thinnest. I'd have to say tight end. It's 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 quite thin at. And um, if I, I have a feeling that uh, if you wanted, let's say, a strong safety, you'd, you'd probably have trouble as well. Um, There's some good ones, but and but they're you're going to run out of them. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the big thing is what demand is like and the demand for uh, offensive tackles could be just like at an all time high that um, before the bills pick, there could be six or seven offensive tackles off the board. So to me, that's like incredible. We, you could be down, you could be down to um, some player like, um, Eichenberg, Carmen, um, maybe Jalen Mayfield, although I have a feeling he'll go early too. So if, if I'm the most important, um, free agent signing the bills made was Daryl Williams because Daryl Williams is occupying the, the most in demand position in the upcoming draft. Um, there is speed galore for three rounds, at least, uh, as far as, wide receiver we we haven't we haven't seen something like that even last year so very very impressed with the speed that's available for um for brandon bean because he he says he likes speed we're going to take him at his word 
So the Bills, uh, you said, you know, you talked about re-signing Daryl Williams um, in free agency. And, you know, there's a ton of offensive tackles in this draft. Um, and I'm wondering if that position at all is is off the table. And and part of me thinks it might be because they re-signed Daryl Williams. But then part of me thinks that, you know, the, from what I understand, Daryl Williams' contract is mostly like a two-year contract. It's not like fully guaranteed all three. You know, it it doesn't it, – the Bills aren't married right. to Daryl Williams past this year. Right. Um, and I'm right. wondering if – if they would even go offensive tackle or potentially, I mean, a guard, especially, I mean, they're not married to John Feliciano after this year. Um, they don't know what they're right. having Cody Ford yet or Ike Botker. Um, you know, this is just, it's one of those things where like, I could see them going offensive tackle or offensive guard in the first round. When you, when you look at, you know, the areas and positions of need for the bills and, and, you know, where they could improve, which I think they can improve in their offensive line and in pass blocking and run blocking. Um, do you, do you think that they would make a swing for that? Or I mean, as far as yes, you could see that. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I, if, if you think of, okay, like, okay, who's, Who's behind Deion Dawkins? Um, well, it isn't Tyne Secchi. He's he's gone to the Cowboys. It, you know, um, do you do you think it could be um, could it be Trey Adams as your is your swing left tackle right tackle or is he just right tackle? Um, um, Daryl Williams ha- is twenty seven, has three more years, but there's not a lot behind him if Trey Adams isn't ready to go. And you mentioned Feliciano. Well, Jordan Devy is behind him, and he's resigned for only one year. So I think, yeah, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go guard, and they could go as early as the first round. Um, um, if you could promise me that Wyatt Davis would make it to our pick, um, he'd make a wonderful uh, first round pick for the Bills. It's it's not a sexy pick, but that's a that's a pick that usually um, you know there's usually a, a pretty good guard still left on the table. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker of USC would be another guard that could go as early as round one. Wow. So in general, so like we were talking about uh, the draft and, and, and I noticed while going through some of these prospects, like we're going to talk edge prospects later with the guys from Miami. And, um, and I noticed, you know, one of the, one of the top prospects, he didn't even play in the 2020 season. I know that a lot of the prospects, I mean, I mean, more so than any other year for obvious reasons, you know, didn't play and they opted out this past season. Is it, it's, is it going to be a really tough time for these scouts around the league to really evaluate these draft prospects more so than other past seasons because you have guys that only had maybe one good season of production and never got a chance to either, uh, you know, do it again in the, in the 2020 season or, um, or guys that, that had a down year in 2019 that will, uh, that will get drafted even lower because they didn't play in 2020. I mean, is, is it going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough uh, go for a lot of the, the NFL evaluators and scouts out there, won't it? Well, well, one, one clue is that they, they did, they did go to quite a few uh, schools this year. Um, they started, they started uh, with um, just visits to Tulsa and Penn state. They also, then they went to uh, Georgia tech versus Florida Tech. That was the first game they went to. So think Hampson Israel Dean or Marvin Wilson, Asani Samuel. Um and then and then they they um did Oklahoma and Penn State. That was the second visit to Penn State. Again, probably Micah Parsons, Jason Owe, 
Um, maybe Pat Fryer Muth, but we we can talk about him later. Um, they by the by the end of September they'd also gone to Mississippi State at LSU. So you think, oh my gosh, there was so much talent between Mississippi State and LSU, and Mississippi uh, Mississippi State beat them. And <laughs> um, so they already by the end of by the end of September they'd already been to quite a few places. And I, um, if you, if you look at buffalofanbase.com and you go to scouting the scouts by yours truly, um, I, I wrote three articles on where they went and who they were looking at. So those would be good ones to look at scouting the scouts. Oh yeah, I've I've seen those over there. I definitely recommend people to check them out. In fact, you're going to be releasing soon if you haven't already the Bills Mafia war chart that you create each season. Can you talk to listeners about your war chart and and what it is and and what it and and how helpful and useful it could be to uh the listeners and people interested in in, in Bills draft prospects? Yeah, what it is is I I color coded um each visit and each scouting um contact that the uh, Bills made. Um, each drafted player from 2018, 2019, and 2020, if they were scouted once or twice, uh, they were color coded for that. If they were visited at the Senior Bowl Zoom Pro Day, um, and then did the did the GM or the assistant or the position coach show up at the pro day? I put those in black. So so now in for instance in round one, um, the GM and his and or assistant and or position coach saw Jalen Waddle, forget about him, quite uh Quiddy Pay, probably forget about him, unless we're trading up. Um, Asani Samuel, Travis Etienne, Christian Barmore, and Alex Leatherwood. But we also had Zoom interviews with Darisaw Jenkins, both OTs, Wyatt Davis, a guard, and um uh and but and um, Penn State was visited like four times this year, so that's OA and um, Friermuth mm-hmm. in that first round. So they there's certainly a lot there's certainly a lot to go on there. Oh yeah, and how do you find out this information as far as where scouts go? I mean, do you do you have insider knowledge? I mean, how do you how do you know exactly where they've been and and who they've looked at? Yeah, so I've hit. I, there, there are sources, but there are also there are also um, guys who tweet it out. Um, Chase Goodbread is a great source out there, um, and and other um, both ESPN and NFL um, writers that that will post. But you also have to know who does the announcing at each school um, about who shows up at, at pro day, and um, try to follow as many of them as you can on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I track jets too. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, 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 uh, got a, a, a very good tip from, from a friend of mine as well. Um, that, that mm-hmm. led me to, uh, find out, Oh yeah, they just, they just went to Auburn again. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, Oh, that's, that's Seth Williams. That's Anthony Schwartz. Mm-hmm. That's KJ Britt. <laughs> so, you know, is, uh, you know, so most people, most of most people would probably stop and just read it on Twitter. Um, I, I um, make another spreadsheet because mm-hmm. um, I'm a nerd. 
So, yeah. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. And by the Jets, at first I thought you meant the team, the Jets, but you meant like the private Jets of, of the staff and everything right. like that and the scouts. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's 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 really interesting stuff, Dean. I don't want you to give away all your secrets, obviously, because no, the people... No, you have to know, you, you have to know, you also have to know um, where the um, position coaches live and when, you know, where they're flying and, you know, whatever, if, 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 a if the jet goes to Tulsa, it doesn't mean they're drafting J- Zayvon Ch- uh, Collins. It means that ba- the Babbages are going home for the weekend. <laughs> that is really that is really cool stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 like spying, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah. you know, hey, we're being if we're, I feel like if we're being open and honest about it, then it's not really spying. I mean, spying is something that's you right. do like in secret, right? We're we're talking about it out loud, so that's right. But exactly. <laughs> um, so. That's really cool. I would absolutely recommend people, and I know we're going to talk about some of these positions. Um, so, like, I, I've done a ton of mock draft simulations, um, which I want to get into some of these, like, right now, because, I, I mean, I've only done the first through the first three rounds. And as you know, yeah. like, um, you know, the further you go down the rabbit hole, I mean, the more variation it can be, obviously. If you're only talking, like, two, right. the first two or three picks, there's very little variation it can be between the top three players. And the top 30, you're talking so many more variations. Like, the top 90, you're talking so much more. So I think I'm going to keep it to that, and obviously I'm going to get your information or your thoughts on some late-round sleepers a little bit later. But um, but first things first, I noticed in the first round through the simulations, uh, the position that keeps coming up more often than not is edge defender. So we're talking defensive yes. end, edge rusher, someone to get to the quarterback, which is obviously a need for the Bills. Um, maybe not right away, but um, I mean contributors right away. And obviously looking past Jerry Hughes and, and Mario Addison, somebody that needs to be paired on the other side with AJ Epinesa. Um, you know, who have you seen that would be available, you know, towards the end of the first round, you know, at number 30? And uh and and what are some players that interest you around that range? Well, um, there, there are two, and the and the Bills did hang around Penn State a lot um, for contacts uh, with Penn State, two games, um, and and two Penn State edges are in the top five in terms of low forty time. Uh, Jason Awe, um, I have him not, um, I, I have him being available, but the most recent draft tech mock has him already drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is Shaka Tony and he's, he's probably a, like, a a pick one thirty something like that. So, you know, he might be, he might be there. He might not be there. Um, when, when the bills pick, um, it, either in the fourth round, if they get a pick or, um, they'll take him early at 93. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those two are really, really on my radar. The other one, the other one that jumps out at me is Patrick Jones, um, Patrick Jones um, is Pittsburgh, and I love I love the, the edges there. They've, they've Patrick Jones. Um, they've got um, Rashad Weaver, and both of them have exactly the same um, physical type six five two sixty. Um, they're both both have the four point seven speed that the, that the Bills tend to want. That's Hughes and Daryl Johnson both ran a four six nine. So that that fits. They both had excellent interviews. They both, um, they both play for four, three. So does Penn state. I think that's why the bills 
didn't go to the Miami Pro Day because they they run a three four, and and Quincy Roche was too too small for their physical archetype. Um, you you want to be in the mid two fifties like uh, Hughes and Daryl Johnson, um, and uh, I think Roche was like two thirty five something like that. Oh really? Because so, I, I was going to ask you because Greg. Gregory Rochot is the one that shows up the most in my mock simulations yep. besides besides Jason Owa, which you just mentioned from Penn State. And so so yeah. it's either him and Jalen Phillips, but you're telling us that, that the Bills did not even bother to go to Miami's pro. Is, is that does, is that a clear sign to you? I mean, have the Bills ever drafted a guy in the first round that they never went to go see at their pro days? Um, they saw Oliver, they saw Allen, um, and then... And then, really, back in 2017, McDuck, it was McDermott's first draft, mm-hmm. and Bean hadn't wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, we, you know, they 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 saw Epinesa. They even saw this is crazy, but they even brought in uh, Daryl Johnson, our seventh rounder in 2019. Wow! They brought him in for an interview, interview. It was because his of his um, tackle tackles. Uh, for loss per game wow. was was really high, so so that was that was an interesting um, thing. So so the answer to, as far as edge goes is no, they have not. They 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 brought them all in. The bills the bills have gone to Florida State. That's Janarius Robinson. He'd be a late edge, but he has the same physical archetype. He's just slower, mm-hmm. and. Um, um, Osa Odigizua got a, a from UCLA got a um, a Zoom interview, and oh, and Jonathan Cooper, uh, Ohio State. That's it. Hmm. So um, uh, I think that I personally think that they're going to make a move before the draft at edge that will take care of that position. I have no idea how they're going to do that, <laughs> or they've got a, a diamond in the rough like Peyton Turner or something like that. Uh, that they'll take in round three. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I, I, I don't. They're, the guys, if, if Awa is gone, they're not drafting uh, edge in round one. They'll, they'll, they'll go uh, line or they'll go cornerback. Well, let's talk about cornerback because that was the second most uh, drafted position in my simulations. I have players like Eric Stokes out of uh, Georgia, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, um, just recently started getting Aaron Robinson out of UCF. Um, which, what kind of guys are you seeing, you know, towards that, towards the end of first round around pick 30 and who would you, is there anyone that you'd like to see them pick? Well, I, I have a feeling that, that my wishes won't be, won't <laughs> be honored because I, I, I like if you in the second round, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not wild about the choices in the first round. Um, if they trade down and they can get an extra pick, um, I, I'm one of those guys that still likes, um, the idea of, of bringing in a Sean Wade, um, because, because he could play, he could play free safety for you, or he could play corner, or he could, or he could, um, battle, uh, Karen Johnson, you know, nickel corner, that type of thing. Sean Wade, Sean Wade of, of Ohio state. You have him. So, so he sounds, yeah. he sounds very versatile from what you're saying. Yeah. And, 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 and wicked fast and he's, he's six one. So, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't you draft, um, uh, Sean Wade, if you traded down, mm-hmm. well, Tyson Campbell, you mentioned him. Um, um, I think you mentioned him. 
Did you mean Caleb Farley? Uh, I said Caleb Farley. Yeah. Yeah. So so Caleb Farley, his his appeal would be that that he could also be your kick returner. All he has to do is get better, and and your doctors are are pretty good in Buffalo. <laughs> so mm. so you'd be getting you'd be getting first round talent, and and you'd be and you'd be getting. All you have to do is be patient, and you've got a real good one. Well, Caleb just went into, uh, just had surgery, didn't he? He had back surgery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he'll be out and, until and, training camp. And, yeah, and that and that second procedure on him on his back, it it would be a, you know, it's a simple surgery with little chance of issues persisting. Um, he he, um, it's probably well, he is PFF's top cornerback. He has ball skills like crazy. He'll probably be the fastest 40 um, when every, all of them are done. And um, 24 miles an hour on a GPS tracker. So how bad can he be? <laughs> as far so, as, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it sounds like, so So if you have a choice of, of what position you're looking at in the first round, you mentioned you're, they're probably not going to look at edge unless it's unless it's Jason Oa of Penn State. Um, you're not. It doesn't sound like you're stoked about the this cornerbacks at the end of the first round. I mean, what what position would you do you like? Do you like wide receiver? I mean, what or offensive line? Yeah, I I I do like some of the offensive line choices um, that that may or may not be there. Um, the the name we're hearing real recently um because uh certain the scouts went to uh uh BYU was uh Brady Christensen um and and he he just he just blew away some of the uh the explosion drills like broad jump he, he and um he he probably would be in that conversation the the other one that they went and um personally personally went to was Rashawn Slater. Well, he's going to be, he's going to be long gone by the time the bills draft at 30, unless they're not planning on drafting at 30. Uh, Tevin Jenkins had the zoom interview. Uh, he's the right tackle, right guard, uh, Oklahoma state. He's, he's a wonderful character. And, and, um, he would, he would really get that versatility box check. He, he's played right tackle, left tackle, right guard. Um, so they, they, they visited twice with, um, Oklahoma state and of course, Alex Leatherwood, nobody, nobody, uh, is talking about the fact that Dable knew Leatherwood at Alabama that first year. So you're talking and he's probably, you're looking at the first round for, uh, yeah. Leatherwood. I mean, possibly even earlier than when the bills are picking potentially. I think he's going to, I think it's going to be right there. Um, so some of the some of the um, some of the offensive tackles that are being stacked on top of Leatherwood, he was he was originally I think our second um, offensive tackle at Draftwood uh, Draft Tech back in the summer. Mm -hmm. So it's like he didn't lose ability. Mm -hmm. So um, and and Alabama was the as far as uh, the power success rank. Um, the Bills saw the number one team in power success rank and number five team in power success rank. Uh, the number, the number one team, uh, just was Tommy Doyle and Tommy Doyle, um, is Miami of Ohio. And 
the, the guy, the guy is huge. The guy is engaging and, and, um, Bobby Johnson just went to his pro day. So there, he would be late. He'd be like in that, in that, um, fourth, fifth round. So, uh, again, a, a wonderful idea. Get a fourth rounder. Yeah, absolutely. What well, what did you say? The power success rack? Yeah, it's a power, power uh, it's a power success rank. A rank. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's at footballoutsiders.com. It's, it's, and I, I think you just either can Google it or put it into um, Twitter and you'll, you'll find all of the ones in which order. And the, and the, and the bills seem to pay attention to that. Um, so they, they went to one, five, six, 12 and 13 this year and 20. So the, so they must, they must consider that to be a, uh, a thing, a good, you know, it's yeah. like, how does the guy play with his front offensive line? So, yeah, I, I can definitely see them, whoever they decide to pick the offense, which I hope they do address the offensive line this year. Cause they didn't really draft any, They didn't draft anyone for the offensive line last season. I, I can only imagine it. It's going to have versatility, whether it's swing tackle, like you said, left tackle, right tackle, or if it's, you know, left tackle, left guard, like left side sort of thing, or like guard slash center. Like I, I can't, I can't see them drafting someone who's only a right tackle. You know what I mean? That's exactly the only one that they did um, is probably going to be a, a preferred free agent. And that was uh, Carson Green. Uh, he's a right tackle, and he, he can't probably be any other position. So all of the others are versatile. And you've heard, you've heard Bean and, and others say he's, he's got to be versatile, mm-hmm. you know. So Carson has got to play more than yep. one position. Yep, absolutely. Carson Green is the right tackle out of Texas. It looks like yeah, awesome. and, and Texas A&M. Carson Green, Texas A and M, and and he'll probably be one of those. He'll be one of those um, PFAs undrafted. He, the the way I describe him is he looks he looks like Josh Allen's chubby brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if, when you're saying like that, I hope they get him. I hope they just just get the seventh round pick on him just to make sure that you get Josh Allen's chubby brother. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's, that's so I can use that, right? I can use that. <laughs> um, Jackson Carmen did get a did get a visit. Um, he plays for Clemson, and Bean was at the Clemson um, pro day too. So Jackson Carmen is probably he's probably going to fall to round two, but um, I I would not be upset if if Bean took him early, um, and I'd be ecstatic if Bean traded down and still got Carmen. So mm-hmm. that. That, that's how I feel about. Are they going to draft? Are they going to draft a center? Probably not. There's there's two of them, uh, Landon Dickerson, who who again, Dable would know. Um, and um, we don't have we don't have any information about um, um, the Bills going to um, see any of the others. So, well, Dickinson, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Dickerson and. Um, we don't we don't have been going to Oklahoma to see Creed Humphrey, but those are the only two. Now, like going into round two, in the areas that I was looking at through the simulations, I'm getting a lot of wide receivers 
being drafted like different and 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 for the most part it comes out between two wide receivers that the bills and you maybe you can help me out to see if if the bills have even visited these these players or or if you've even think that the bills might draft them is uh chitarius atwell the wide receiver out of louisville and uh nico collins the wide receiver out of michigan are you familiar with these two wide receivers have the bills gone to visit these guys at all yeah um they they've they've totally ignored tutu atwell and and um they have seen another guy elijah moore um in that same and Dwayne eskridge he might be one of the fastest um in this but like their interest their interest in in another smurf might be um taken care of with the with the signings that uh, happened this week so um they they they've got speed that they added at wide receiver but I think Bean wants to be prepared for any eventuality that if a player they love is there, he's going to grab him regardless of position. Yeah, the Bills just signed Brandon Powell to be their returner potentially, yeah. or at least compete, right? Um, yeah. But, I mean, I could easily see we were talking about positions where, you know, they're looking to replace guys in a year, maybe two. I could see them taking – uh, a chance at a guy that could be Isaiah McKenzie's replacement or Brandon Powell's in this case, um, you know, next season. And, and, and I mean, when you're looking at, so you're saying uh, which wide receivers do you see being like that kind of small speedy replacement? Um, you know, well, in, the speed, like, yeah, the speed burner, the speed burner, the, the John Brown, if you will, mm-hmm. is, is Anthony Schwartz. The, the, he's, he's from Auburn. They, they, they've, they, they, they scouted Auburn three times. He'd he'd be he'd be slot, but he can also go out wide and just and just make you know go crazy down the down the field. Um, it, I had him uh, expected to run a four two two. No, I had him go. I had him going a little higher than that, and he ran a four two two. I think that was the the case there. Racy McMath, you've never heard of him, but I just wrote about him uh, in an article. Um, he's, he's a raw, big, uh, guy, but he, he runs really fast. He has no, no, you know, no route running, uh, acumen whatsoever. But, uh, and then Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Um, if I had to pick one more, I'd say Diami Brown in the third round. Um, he's North Carolina guy, but they, they, uh, did a zoom interview with him, uh, Couple, couple right there. Diami Brown and Daz Newsom. Actually, they're both from North Carolina. Um, Diami Brown interviews a little bit better. He's a um, a little bigger. That probably to me, I, I'm going to go with Diami Brown being the other the other guy. Um, he does not have any um, kick return experience, but boy, can he burn! Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you. We mentioned edges in the first round. There's, you know. Uh there's a player that keeps coming up over and over in my mock drafts in the second round. And that's uh, Joe Tryon, the, the edge defender out of Washington uh, university yeah. of Washington. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Have the bills gone to visit him? We, we, we know the least amount about um, players that are out on the West coast. And par- there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, one is that, um, and I, I believe the guy I mean is um, Doug Majeski, the director of, of, of scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, he handles the, the West coast and yeah, Doug, Doug Majeski, 
He's he's been there the longest. He was kept um, during the Whaley purge, and he was a quarter, coordinator of college scouting. But he's also the Bills West Area Scout. He lives out there um, for the most part uh, and does his scouting without planes, without announcement, without fanfare. And the Bills are starting to listen. If you think of about um, the pack. The um, Pac-12 players that that have come onto the uh, Bills, Zach Moss this year, Isaiah Hodgins this year, um, and Harrison Phillips in uh, 2018, mm-hmm. the Pac the Pac-12 has become tied with the SEC for the most number of uh, players from the Bills. Um, the uh, ACC is king, but the Pac the Pac-12 and the SEC are are. Second. So I want to ask where you, they get them. Yeah, very cool, very interesting. I, as far as you know, just uh, I'm, I'm looking at positions where the Bills could potentially take someone in, in this draft as a replacement for someone, and I keep coming back to one tech defensive tackle. And uh, yeah. it's it's one of those needs that doesn't get talked about enough. It's not as flashy or sexy as, you know, a defensive end or edge rusher or a cornerback or maybe even a wide receiver, right? But at the same exactly. time, at the same time it's necessary and we saw that this year when we didn't have a true Starletulale on the defensive line. Um, you know, when you look at these guys, I mean, are there any that stick out to you and like what rounds do they tend to go in? Are they in the first round or can you get like a one tech defensive tackle starter in like the third round? Uh, yeah, you can, as a matter of fact, the ones that the bills have um, seen and, and what round that they're going um That's it's funny. Cause I, I'm, um, ju- I just turned in an article to uh, Robin Mundy, my, my editor at Buffalo fan base. Um, that that talks about this, but the the best the best the best one tech is Marvin Wilson, Florida State. Bean went there. He's he's six four three eleven, and he and he and he and he's very nimble. He could add on weight easily. He runs a four ninety five forty. Um, he he um, can play in any scheme, and he he's a great interview. I encourage you to go find that. He can he's played. Special teams. He's played three tech. He's even moved out to edge on certain plays. He's had uh, like thirty-four games played, which is more than anybody uh, in the in the top one hundred. To me, it's 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 a no-brainer. You get get Marvin Wilson on a little bit of a trade down, and uh, I think you get him um, and a fourth rounder for your thirty. You know, for your thirty pick. Oh, gotcha. So you're seeing him go at like the end at the beginning of round two. Is that where you're you're yeah. him go? Okay. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, in the last mock, uh, mock draft, I um, the the Bills the the Bills. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I I uh, the computer assigned me Asante Samuel, and I wanted to learn more about him, so I I kept him as our pick, and um, I went and I looked to uh, see where. You know how far down did uh, uh, Marvin Wilson go? He was available at the Bills' second round pick. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go. You can take you can take somebody to take care of tight ends uh, in the first round. Take Marvin Marvin Wilson from Florida State as your one tech in the second round, and then and then maybe uh, um, take your edge in uh, the third round. They're interested in um, 
Deo Odeinbo mm-hmm. uh, from Vanderbilt. And uh, there's a there's a one tech down there, uh, Jonathan Marshall from Arkansas, that you could you could flip flop those two picks if you had to take your edge early. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Wow. So, I, I mean, I'm looking at... You know, these positions in one of my simulations, one guy that came up in the third round was Tyler Shelvin out of LSU. Do you know, <laughs> do you know if he's, if he fits that mold too for, uh, for he, one tech? He's, he, we, we have, we have too much fun with Tyler Shelvin. We say he will strike fear into the Chinese buffet, uh, uh, owners of whatever city he, he goes to. Um, so <laughs> big, big boy. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. And, and, um, I, I, I think that um, I think because the, because LSU runs a three four, that 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 uh, you know he's probably still on the board because Bean has drafted um, nose guards from a three four quite often because um, you know Harrison Phillips was um, Ed Oliver was although he shouldn't have been playing nose guard mm-hmm. um, so yeah there's 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 an argument that that Shelvin is the perfect low tool away because because he's he's a big load and you got to put two guys on him because uh, he just leg churn is probably his specialty but he he isn't my favorite player. Okay, okay. Now you mentioned you know uh, Asante Samuel Jr. the cornerback out of FSU potentially being a guy that could slide inside and take care of uh, tight ends. You know this is something that's constant. I mean. This is something I think about more and more, um, especially recently with the Patriots signing John U. Smith and Hunter Henry as their tight ends in free agency. Yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, Miami Dolphins have Mike Jacecki, which is a really good young tight end. And yes. uh, and uh, there's a there's a potential people are talking with when they traded up to their number six pick that they could draft the best tight end in the class with P- Kyle Pitts um, and have that two tight end combo. And the Bills are stuck still not really being able to uh, – they, they just had a really bad uh, – they had a rough time defending tight ends last season. They were one of the worst in the league at that. And, you know, a lot of that had to do yep. probably with with um, injuries to Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. But um, when you look at guys that could potentially cover tight ends, I mean, do you look I, – I never know – and, and me not being a draft expert like you are, like, do you look at the guys that are safeties at cornerbacks, like maybe even like line, like smaller linebackers, like coverage linebackers? I mean, what do you what do you look for in this like this 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 position that people have called like the Buffalo nickel or the big nickel? Like, what, what position yeah, do you the, look? So the the tight ends, um, two two things we're talking about here. One is that is that um, the Probably the uh, this Jacob Hollister that was signed um, was a sneaky good signing for the Bills, and we already have a pretty good blocking tight end 
Tommy Sweeney on on the bill. So people are saying, well, we we don't have we don't have the tight ends that uh, um, that some of the other players in our division have. I I'm very I'm very happy with Jacob Hollister and Knox as as a one two. Um, but get me one more. Get me somebody like Tommy Tremble in in the fifth would be a would be a possibility. Did, did you mean who's defending me? Who, who's defending them on our team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about oh, tight okay. ends too. But I was kind yeah. of thinking about who would you use to defend those guys in the division? Yeah, and I I I, I don't think Karen Johnson and Sir and Neil are the are the answer there. We can do some stuff with our with the way we push our uh, safeties up. So that, that would be one way. And, but you also might have to look for a, um, a corner with a little more heft um, than Asante Samuel in the first round. Um, now Dane Jackson, may be the, the be all and end all, but why, why did we wait until the seventh round to get him if he was so good? <laughs> um, but, but, that that's I keep saying. If he Malafonwu in in the second or Hampson Nasiral Dean and make him uh, your uh, what they call the bandit, um, that 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 would be the type of player that you're looking for is a is, is a bandit type player. Um, we the Bills did scout a couple of really good ones who are sort of that hybrid safety. Um, outside linebacker, and I think we're still in the market for that. The guys they just brought in are inside linebackers, so look for people that um, uh, that play more than one position. Calvin Bundage uh, is a late-round Oklahoma State uh, bandit-type guy. Peyton Turner is a great one, and Eric <laughs> Eric Turner on, on Twitter has, has done a, a study of, of Peyton Turner. Um, he's out of Houston. Um, at Oliver's school, mm-hmm. um, and he plays that. Um, my favorite one, of course, is J.O.K., uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa um, at Notre Dame. Notre Dame was scouted this year, and and um, while we don't really need a, a strong safety, and people would argue, well, we've got, we've got Milano. We don't really need that either. Um, it, it would be nice to have another one. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, uh, Jacoby Stevens is my favorite. He's a third rounder, um, LSU. He plays that, that bandit type role and he played it in three, four. Uh, he's, he's scary fast. And, and, uh, um, we don't have fast linebackers <laughs> for the most part. Ed- Edmonds is our fastest at four forty five. So mm-hmm. that's not, that's not really what, uh, it's going to do it. You've got to find somebody that's faster than faster than your tight end, but more of a bully too. Oh yeah, and I think that's um, that's that's definitely a position where um, I would definitely rather have another Milano on the field a lot of times as opposed to Taron Johnson. Not that I mean Taron Johnson is still young; he's still learning the position and getting better at it. But I mean, when it comes to you know Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith on the field. Would I rather have Taron Johnson or another, you know, coverage linebacker who's not, you know, who's like in the 220, 230 range as opposed to, you know, yeah. a, a 180 or 90 pound cornerback or, you know, something like that. That's that's just my opinion. I'd, I'd rather have another Matt Milano. That's, a, that's yeah. good. If you if you want if you want a if you want somebody that um, uh, 
had experience against Pitts, get Donovan Steiner. He he's the safety that played against him in practice every day. He's six two two ten, um, and and uh, has a pretty good um, tackles for games played um, uh, record. He was uh, number two in the SEC in interceptions in twenty nineteen. So there's a there's a player, Donovan Steiner. Donovan Steiner out of um, out of where? Where's he coming from? Florida. Florida. Okay. Yeah, Florida. He, it, from Pitts is uh, Pitts's school. Mm-hmm. So the other the other place to look is Syracuse. You have Ify Malafonmu, but you've also got Andre Cisco, a safety. Um, he can play either safety position, and Trill Williams could play corner or free safety. We're probably going to need a free safety down the line after oh, yeah. after you know Pori and Hyde hang up their cleats. He. It, I just have the feeling that that uh, Syracuse is one of those places that the uh, Bills might might go. The ACC or the SEC is where where he's going to find the uh, Kelsey killer. Yeah, Melly Fonwo right now is is looking like he's going to be drafted out of Syracuse in the second round. Um, I've heard him on some podcasts lately. Where people talk about how great he is, not only in you know like. Uh, is, is like a nickel corner, but yeah, has that ability to be a safety as well. Um, and then yeah. you you were saying Trill Williams is is he's looking more like a third rounder at this point. Yeah, you 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 probably get him later. And and um, I I was I was so hoping that Melifonwu would fall to the Bills at sixty one. He went at fifty nine to Cleveland uh, in the draft tech draft this week. Um, and I see that it was a grab, which means that my fellow Cleveland analyst. Um, um, put in to grab him before the Bills picked. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to go talk to him. <laughs> no, that's good to know, though, who you're looking at and who you would like the Bills to take a look at. And I could honestly see, even even if it wasn't, you know, more of like the, the larger uh, corner or, you know, slash safety slash, you know, big, nip, big nickel or, or bandit, like you mentioned, um, I could see them upgrading at a slot corner at some point in this draft too, maybe not in the second or third round, but you know, maybe to you replace bet. Taron Johnson or to, to compete with him um, this season, which he really right. hasn't had a lot of competition to be honest. One, one of my favorite, one of my favorite corners is Rodarius Williams, Oklahoma state. Uh, he'd be, he'd have to be a third round pick, but that's better than first or second. Mm-hmm. And then I know that my friend Mookie Hawkins likes uh, divine Diablo, the safety uh, at Virginia tech, that that um uh you know plays in that virginia tech uh backfield uh and with with caleb farley mm-hmm. what what about um a, a name i've heard a lot uh described especially specifically nickel cornerback is elijah molden the cornerback out of washington and i've seen yeah. him yeah. Sh- show up on a lot of drafts is he mostly nickel or does he also do boundary corner? well he- um, Molden's, um, I have no, I have no record of the bills, um, uh, going out there, but again, that's that West, West coast, coast yeah. thing. Um, we don't, we don't know. And, but I'll bet you we'll have, we'll have at least two of the seven will come from, from out there. But yeah, I, I, I remember that he, in way back when we just started this, like after the draft last year in May, I think it was. Molden came up as one of one of the Bills' picks that you know the computer makes mm-hmm. um, uh, for the Bills based on need and based on uh, rank um, on the big board at the time. 
So mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. What about so I've I've noticed in the third round in the simulations I'm looking at uh, the p- player that comes out by far more than any other player is this cornerback out of Stanford, which you also obviously West Coast you wouldn't know about as far as you know player or people going to games, but his name is Paulson Adebo Adebo. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Not what about him? What do you know about him? I, I I can tell you a little bit about Adiba because one of the things is I did I I did is I did inter- listen to interviews of all of them and he was just so he was so um he he was so interesting to talk about he's so smart um I he's one of the best root diagnosticians that that there is so he, anticipation plus film study right if you have football IQ you're 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 that's your best trait. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's solid. He can play the ball. Um, he's he's really good at undercut undercutting roots because because he knows that he'll never be out of position because all of the film study that he's done. Uh, so that uh, we thought that he'd be a first round draft pick last year, um, but there were questions about durability, so he returned and and uh, that was a, that was a good move for him. Um, just like Dane um, was last year, uh, we we'd like him in a zone scheme, and guess what? We, we play that quite a lot. Maybe we we play it um, more than most teams. So he'd be a great fit for the zone the zone one. And um, our Darius Washington um, would also be in that regard. He's more of a free safety, but. So, yeah, good choice on on Adebo. I like I like him there, and I like uh, same round, maybe second round, and um, uh, Shakur Brown, Michigan State. Um, same deal. I didn't like his I didn't like his interview as much, but um, uh, he seemed to be a play a um, a a playmaker. <laughs> he won't be able to out jump New Hopkins, but he did make some some game changes uh, when he was out there. He has special teams value too. So we talked about like if we were go in your priorities if you were drafting for the Bills, you were talking about offensive line potentially in the first round. Um, you know, in the second round when you're when you're looking at players that are available, you mentioned on draft tech that that you, you know you had some different positions become available, things that you liked. Um, you know, what are you seeing in the second round and, and what are some players that, that you that you like or you could see the Bills taking a look at? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I I know I know that they like Ify Malafanu, and I know that they like Patrick Jones. Uh, they also like Diami Brown, that that um, that um, uh, Cole Beasley type guy that 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 is pretty pretty uh, shifty. Um, I I I like Trey Smith, the uh, guard from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more, I will say I'll say Dwayne es- Eskridge, another. Another guy, he has played wide receiver, cornerback, and kick returner. And I, I think we've answered the question about kick return with, with some of our signings, but nobody, nobody's faster than Eskridge. So that would be a, that'd be a good one to add. So um, what, what's happened with the signings of linebacker is maybe we're not looking for an inside linebacker. Maybe what we're looking for is, is a more pure outside linebacker, uh, but not in round two. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't say Jabril Cox or Baron Browning. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think they, they don't really have a lot of depth at all at linebacker, including like middle linebacker. I mean, they they signed two guys, yeah, this past week, but um, I mean, they're, they're they're just competition at this point. There's no besides Tyrell Dodson, who is still so unproven at this point and and has an injury That's history right. now. Um, they 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 have to draft a linebacker at some point in this draft, right, Dean? I mean, at least at least one middle linebacker yeah, or it, outside linebacker. Yeah, and it might be one of those uh, linebacker safety types. Um, Hamza, Hamza and the Cyril Dean, or um, we mentioned that one. Um, and then later on, there are a few that they really, really like. The 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 one that here's here's the thing that confounds me the most about the draft, other than the fact they didn't go to Miami Pro Day, is how many players they um, met with in round three, and you can you can you can make up all sorts of reasons why round three, um, but why round three? Are we going to have two picks in round three? Are we going to are we going to, you know, trade, trade back, back into round back, three? Yeah. Um, how do you trade back into round three without a round four? You know, uh-huh. all of these things that keep me awake at night. So. <laughs> well, like, so so on your war chart, which you're talking about, it's funny because you would expect there to be a lot of, like, bold and colored items for the first rounders because there's a lot of players that you're going to want to scout and see in that first round. And and then, you know, in the second round, you have a lot of color and boldness. And then in the third round, it looks like there's more color, like you said, more color and bold and, you know, uh, more font, you know, uh, like I said, yeah. that, then even the first round. So, yeah, that that's that is very, very interesting as far as where they maybe they see a lot of value or they're looking to like you said, trade back into the third round, what would that take from the first round? And, or would they trade back from the fifth round up to the third round again or something? I don't know. It's, that's really interesting. That's right. But, but, and the only thing I can think of is you could trade down for, let's say, um, uh, and get your, get your one tech guy on a trade down in the first round, get a round three or, or yeah, or even a round four. And some of these guys are going to fall. Because mm-hmm. that happens every year. Oh yeah, uh, some of these guys that we think are going to go in three end up going in four. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, mm-hmm. but there certainly are a lot of them. That's right now we don't know where um, um, where Marvin Wilson might end up, but he could be one of those round three picks. You know, that everybody keeps passing on him, or he could go um, early second round. We just don't we don't know about him. Well, what's interesting is, you know, I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I, I talked with um, Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic, and the Bills have never traded down. Brandon Bean as assistant never. GM yep, or GM has never traded down from his days in Carolina. And you wondered if it, when it was in Carolina, you're like, well, maybe that was Dave Gettleman making the phone call, you know, there. He didn't want to trade down. But ever since then, ever since Bean's gotten to Buffalo, he's only moved up. He's never moved down. Yeah. Well, the thing that I, that I, that I, the reason that I put down like trade down decision point is that I just, I just feel that there are spots where you, you, you probably aren't going to get a lot of value if you're picking somebody in the next batch, you know, um, but, but value is in the eye of the beholder. So we'll see what, what happens if, 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 if the bill's got somebody like, um, Shaka Tony or Janarius Robinson or somebody like that at edge in, in round three, 
they'd be set. There are there's there's so many edges in round three that they're that they looked at or scouted. There's five of them. So you you have Weaver, Peyton Turner, um, Oso Digizua, uh, Deo Denbo, mm-hmm. and uh, Janarius Robinson. Oh, and Shaka Tony. So six. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that's that, that could be the for, yeah, yeah. Edge, edge in the third round. Is that what you're predicting, yeah. Dean? Yeah. There you go. I'll <laughs> never change my mind again. <laughs> <laughs> you won't change it tomorrow or as soon as we get off the phone with each other. Um, <laughs> right. I uh, I have to ask you about this before because I want to get your ideas on some of the sleepers that you've mentioned in some recent articles and some guys that seem like very processed guys or guys that, you know, you, you've already mentioned some of the sleepers, but um, we have not talked at all about running back um, yeah. for the Buffalo Bills. And um, part of me, so like if, if I want to think logically without – any sort of emotion into it. Part of me thinks that they won't go running back because for two years in a row they went third round picks, and I think that's kind of high in in Bean's mind of like that's a lot of draft capital, and I don't think he likes to give up on draft picks that quickly. Um, yeah, and he defended. No, I, I, you agree? Yes, and and I think that's you just mentioned the reason why why the running back, if they take one, won't be before uh, let's say their five B pick. Mm-hmm. That's what you're um, thinking too. Yeah, I'm thinking there are three. There are three that are beyond the five B pick that would be just fine. And and um, Jarrett Patterson is among them. Our our our, lo- our local guy here. Oh, I'd love that. Um, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, that's a he'd be a good he'd be a, he's right now on the war chart. He's he's got the yellow mark in front of him. That that's the five B pick. Mm-hmm. But JV and Hawkins in round six. He's actually the fastest running back in this class, and and Bean keeps talking about speed. He 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 brought in a he brought in a speed demon um, this week, so maybe he's crossed him off the list already. But um, and then there's a late one, um, a late running back, um, Shane Simpson, and uh, Shane Simpson's a Virginia Tech guy, and they they had a um, they had a Zoom meeting with him, so th- there's. There's, there's three, and you didn't have to spend a lot of gra- uh, draft capital for it. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I I put a poll up on Twitter as far as like the Bills' run game woes, and I mean, you, you, it's so funny you th- you talk run game woes, and the Bills had the best passing offense in the league. So does it really matter? Maybe not, but at the same time, when you want to run the ball, it's always nice to be able to, even if it's not the biggest part of your offense. And so I I put up a poll like who needs to improve next season to help the Bills run game? Is it the running backs, meaning like the talent at running back and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss? Is it the offensive line or is it the coaching? And if it was up to you, Dean, where do you think which area do you think the Bills need to improve most in, in the in the run game next season? Oh, that's a that's that's a great question. Uh, one of the one of the things that that um has to, has to t- be taken into account there is that it, it was some ridiculously low number of snaps that our starting five offensive linemen took with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they, if they coalesce and, and stay healthy, that's, that's really going to be the bellwether of whether we have a, um, a good running game. We've got two capable running backs, each of which was top three in missed tackles forced in college. And that's, and that's 
how they got on the team. If we want, if we want three, we'll take Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have we'll have three in three years who who were t- um, among the top three in missed tackles forced. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems like that would be a waste of draft capital to do that. Um, so, you know, you've got Matt, you've got Matt Breida, you've got the speed now, you've got, you've got two guys that are, that are really strong in missed tackles for us. And you've got, you've got the, um, the battering ram, uh, uh Antonio Williams, you know, one cut and go mm-hmm. and, uh, Christian Wade, who, whatever he can be. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's probably a, yeah, you know, I'm, that's the way I would answer your, your poll is, is. Offensive line. Let the offensive line gel with each other, and uh, I, I think yeah, the guys have like two more years, three more years, four more years. Yeah, we're we're good there. Yeah, I I agree. I I I would have thought that it would be more offensive line related than running back talent related. So the so the percentage wise is offensive line. It was like fifty two percent of people said offensive line, thirty eight percent said running back, and and only ten percent said coaching. So uh, people are, yeah. I mean, when people talk about Travis Etienne and I was looking at some highlights of, you know, and obviously they're the best runs of Travis Etienne throughout his career, his senior season or whatever, this last season. Um, right. And you know what he didn't have to deal with, which, um, you know, Bill's running backs were, is that, you know, any of the missed tackles he was making were not in the backfield. I feel like Bill's running backs were constantly getting berated by defensive linemen just shooting the gaps or not being blocked. So they'd have to, their first missed tackle would be behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when you're looking at a Travis Etienne 25 yard run, there's, he's never having to do that. You know, he's just, he's making a very good point. He's making his holes through the line. You know, he's doing amazing things, but he's not having to do it in his own backfield, which I feel like the bills were doing a lot. That's, 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 that's a really astute point. And, and you, it, the the one that actually forced the most missed tackles was Etienne, but he didn't he didn't play that much, but he still got the most um, missed tackles forced. But I, but it's it's hard it's hard to pick that up in film. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah, we might we might actually have the running backs we need, give or take one in the late rounds, and and um, if. if, if if we take if we take a big ugly in the first three rounds, I'm all for it. <laughs> as far as so, this is the last question I have for you. Thank you so much for taking the time, Dean. You you're, appreciate everything you've you've mentioned. You've gone over like a hundred names. I'm gonna have to listen to this podcast like ten times to go over everything that we talked about today. But um, oh my gosh, <laughs> as far as like the the late round day three players or sleepers or undrafted free agents, um, what are some of the guys? That you could see the Bills jumping on based on based on their talent or maybe their uh, their intangibles. Yeah, um, you you mentioned intangibles. That's a good way to do it. Um, what I would look for there is is what 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 um, schools were scouted more than once. Okay, that's that's Penn State, Auburn, Tulsa, Oklahoma State, LSU, um, Ohio State, Minnesota. Tennessee, Buffalo, and then they went to, and then Florida State and Alabama got being at their pro day. So we'll take we'll take somebody from there that that would be a late a late guess. Um, one I mentioned one Jabril, Jabril Cox uh, running uh, a uh, line 
linebacker from LSU. Um, how about how about another wide receiver, um, Seth Williams from Auburn? Um, he's probably round three, uh, round three guy. Um, Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. He's probably a round three guy. And um, we there's there's some there's some other guys. What if what if um, the Bills took a Buffalo lineman? Um, you got Coyote Awashika. Um, he's probably he's probably a seventh rounder or preferred free agent. So he he'd be a good one. Um, and um, Amir Smith Marzette, um, he's he's one of the better kick ret- one of the five best kick returners in the draft. That's less of a concern now. And I'll give you one I'll give you one that's really outside out out of the box here. How about in the final round, taking KJ Costello, the quarterback, um, that that would that would blow everybody's mind. Mississippi State um, did really really well in the in the scouted game, and and he was cool as a cucumber, and he and he he beat LSU. So that in in the scouted game. So that's that's going to leave an impression. I, I I had that as a question, but I didn't want to take up any more of your time. But since you mentioned it, Dean, as far as like quarterback goes, um, you know, the, I I'm thinking that you know they're they're thinking long term. I mean, they probably want to keep Jake Fromm around. I mean, he's a fifth round pick. Bean doesn't like to give sure. up on guys quickly um, to a point. But I mean, could you see them just taking? I mean, this would be a guy that you could easily you know, stash on the practice squad, I would imagine, and compete exactly. with, compete with Davis Webb, right? So you could see them potentially using one of their draft picks, even it probably later on on a quarterback in general. I, I, exactly. There there are there are guys that um that you could do worse <laughs> with that the 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 um Tulsa quarterback would be the other guy I was thinking about. Um so one of those two and I'm the the name of the Tulsa quarterback is is escaping me. At Zach the Smith, moment, but is it Zach Smith? I think it is. I think it is. Good, good call. Hey, it's on your war chart, uh, Dean. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I'm glad somebody's watching that. <laughs> he's like six three, two twenty eight. He interviewed well. He's he's had forty games played. He he declared and and he was a transfer from Baylor. He would have had to start between behind Seth Russell and Jarrett Stidham there. He got his chance to play at Tulsa and, and that um, he did really, really well. And he had the, um, he had the second highest 2019 passer rating on deep attempts of 20 yards or more um, of all of the FBS quarterbacks. And you think about who that includes, that that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a tough one. And uh, the, the bills do visit Tulsa often, but they have homes there. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's he's worth a look too. Okay, great. Well, Dean, I I appreciate all the time you've given us today in in discussing all of these draft picks. Um, and you know all your thoughts. Um, where can they find your information over at Draft Tech, and what are you guys doing over there? Okay, so so if you if you go to drafttech.com, d r a f t t e k dot com, um. You, at the top, just go to um, team fan pages and go to the Bills fan page. You can actually see all of the um, picks. We comment on two rounds each week. 
you can see all of the picks that the GrabTech computer made. Um, we, we can override the choice that they make, um, but uh, that would be the easiest way to get in touch. The other one is, is on Twitter. Uh, just look for D-I-G, and um, uh, I'll, I'll be able to um, message with you there and um, talk with you right on Twitter. Okay, great. Great, and obviously uh, uh, buffalofanbase.com has all your articles that you said, you know, Robin, which we, which we're big fans of. We know Robin well, um, she's the editor in chief for, for, for that site. And you have some really great articles I was reading up on, um, before the interview and you give a lot of in-depth, I mean, you gave a lot of information today, but I mean, there's even more on this, on the site, uh, with all the information. Well, the articles are are long, but if you're looking for, if, if you're looking for, uh, you know, the most recent one was Bill's sleepers. We were just talking about that. Right. So, so you set me up on that one. <laughs> I was looking at the article actually while I was talking to you about it. So it was perfect. Yeah. So Dean, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Um, really appreciate no, you doing you. this. Um, you know, best of luck, you know, and throughout the draft and we'll have to get your thoughts on the draft at some point in the future. I will we'll be, it'll be my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Dean went into a lot of different players and positions and schools. And uh, I was doing the the interview. I had his war chart up and it was hard to keep up because he's just so knowledgeable and just has so much information. Um, I will probably have to listen to this podcast, like I mentioned before, about 10 different times to really truly go over everything that he mentioned. But I am going to put in the show notes all his information, his war chart. Um, you can find him on Twitter at TCBills underscore Astro. He has the war chart as his pinned tweet. So you'll find a lot of information there. I'm just just such a cool guy, such a fun discussion with him. And uh, and we could have talked for two hours to be honest. I'll probably I'll probably have him on in the future, and uh, it was it was really fun. He won our uh, Devin Singletary jersey that we were doing over Twitter, and I actually got to meet him because he lives in the area, like kind of close to me. Such a nice guy, uh, really good follow. I what the things I found the most interesting from that conversation, besides just <laughs> just about everything, was the fact that first was that none of the three edge rushers from the University of Miami were visited by the Buffalo Bills by either at a pro day or on a Zoom call or anything. The, it doesn't sound like Brandon Bean has looked at any of those guys. And when you're looking at uh, the University of Miami defensive ends, you're talking about Jalen Phillips, who's expected to be a first-rounder. You're talking about Greg Rousseau, who's also expected to be a first-rounder, which I've seen going to a lot of mock drafts. And then you're also talking about Quincy Roche, which he mentioned earlier too, who's looking to be around uh, about a third rounder. So apparently the Bills, I, I mean, if he was to guess, he'd say no. But um, the other thing was really interesting was how many third round prospects that uh, Brandon Bean and the front office and scouting staff have looked at. And I'm wondering if this just means that they might uh, somehow, if they do trade down from the first round, which we mentioned is the first time in Brandon Bean's history as as a GM in Buffalo or an assistant GM in Carolina, the first time he's ever traded down? Or could it mean that the Bills are 
maybe going to pair up one of their fifth round picks to go get back into the third round since they don't have a fourth round pick. Just some really cool stuff. I definitely recommend you guys re-listening to it. I know I'm going to and really get a hold of it and uh, and understand all the things that, that Dean mentioned because he just gave a lot of information and I could have talked his ear off for another hour. So thank you again to Dean Kindig um, from DraftTech.com and BuffaloFanBase.com and uh, have a really fun episode coming to you next where I'm going to quiz the NFL Draft Brain Trust of BuffaloRumblings.com and talk to their two lead draft writers in uh, Griff and Dan Lavoie and talk to them about um, just everything draft and get their ideas on some things. It's going to be a really fun episode, so look forward to that. So for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Like a high Jordan boy, can you catch it? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clapping while I'm snapping? Do you? Jerry Hughes will get the sack soon as you snap it. Andre Roberts running back, ain't no just backing. Mafia, we on a ride and we got traction. We got Beasley, we got Diggs. Dawson Knox with the stiff arm, treat opponents just like his Feliciano, Deion Dawkins, block defenders like the fence Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us I said no one is blocking us on top of our division So it's clear that it's no stopping us Google best team in the league and we popping up Hey, who you repping, what's your team? Who you repping, what's your team? You know I'm repping for my team I got a salad on my team it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Uh. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us. I said no one is blocking us on top of our division. So it's clear that it's no stopping us. Google best team in the league, and we pop it up. Home game for the playoffs, but you already snow. Gabe Davis is a rookie, but he playing like a pro. Uh. Going through a table, only time we ever fold. Can you dig it? 17, by to take us to the bowl. Hey, don't you run it? No. Oliver and Trey Emmons gonna be on it. on it. We got Corey, but we barely ever punt it. Never. Cause we just running up the score on our opponent. We got BZ, we got Diggs. Single Terry, by the juke him out of shoes. Make a miss, run it in. Zach also throw the digs. It's for sick. Terry Johnson, pick six to the house. Take a flick. Hey, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey. 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 Who you repping? Hey. What's your team? Hey. Hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Hey. You know I'm repping for my team. Hey. Hey. I got Josh Allen on my team. Instead Diggs on my team. Super Bowl, what you mean? Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate.